This is Brain Diet, episode number 15. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brain Diet podcast. Today, we are talking about the power of planning. Planning is such an important part of the work that I do with my clients. And it's so interesting to see in the beginning when I initially start working with them, what a different idea it is to plan and what a mind shift it is to plan. Now, planning is honestly one of those really obvious things that people just don't do. Like exercise is something that many people want to do, but don't, even though they know it would be good for them. It's the same thing with planning. And while it's pretty well known, the benefits of exercise, it's way less well known, the benefits of planning. And that is why I wanted to do this episode today to explain to you how powerful planning can be, why it's something that you should consider adding into your life and how to do it. But because like exercise, planning is a conscious choice. We make the conscious choice to exercise. We have to make a conscious choice to plan. And when we decide to plan, our brains often prefer to not be conscious and plan. Rather, to just operate in a state of reaction to our lives as opposed to planning our lives. And like with exercise... Our brains like to offer all of the reasons in the world why it makes more sense not to. Now, as human beings, we have essentially two parts to our brain. We have our prefrontal cortex that allows us to think to the future, to think forward, to think for our long-term well-being. And then we have our primal brain that lives in the moment, thinks in the moment, and thinks only for survival. So that primal brain, that primal part of our brain is so bent on living solely in the moment. And I know you can all relate to this, that moment when you're in bed and it's early in the morning and that primal brain has a lot of very compelling arguments to stay in bed, to not get up and not go out for a run or do any kind of exercise. Like even the most accomplished athletes in the world have that primal brain that can be so convincing at times. Like, please show me any professional athlete that can say that they have wholeheartedly wanted to do every single workout that they've ever done. Like I would argue there's not one professional athlete in the world that can say that. So the same thing with planning, like even though we know logically that exercise is good, that primal brain exists in all of us and will argue with us why we shouldn't do it. But the difference between getting exercise and planning, at least in my opinion, is that exercise is actually harder to do than planning. Like exercise requires a lot of physical exertion and planning doesn't. And this is something that I point out to every single one of my clients is that the easiest things to do are the easiest things not to do. Like planning is such a simple thing. So it's easy for us to talk ourselves out of it by having thoughts like, well, I can just plan later. Or I'll plan things as they happen. Or I just can't plan for something like that. Or I don't know what will be happening. So I just can't plan. So I won't. We just had a Memorial Day barbecue 
Memorial Day was yesterday and I had a client that kept saying to me, well, I just can't plan what I'll eat because I don't know what food will be at our barbecue. And I had to remind her that that was a very sneaky lie that her brain was offering her, that she was believing. When we are reacting to our lives like that, we are disempowered for one. And two, we aren't using the one part of our brain that sets us apart from all other living things on the planet. Human beings are the only living things that have that prefrontal cortex that I was talking about that allows us to think toward the future and think for our long-term well-being. But when we grow so accustomed to only listening to that primal brain that tells us that planning isn't possible, it can be difficult to see that that is just an optional story that our brain is telling us. Like the thought that things are too hard to plan for is just a thought. And it doesn't necessarily have to be true until we believe it. And we get really good at believing it. And that's why we prevent ourselves from planning. And ultimately, we can either accept or reject that story and potentially tell ourselves a new story instead, in which case we would give ourselves our power back. Now, I used to always identify myself as a planner, as if it was just a personality trait that I had. I mean, when I was a kid... (laughs) I used to lay out my outfit and my jewelry and my bows for my hair and my socks and shoes. And I would put them all on the floor in the shape of a person so I could plan (laughs) very deliberately what I would wear the following day. And in looking back at that behavior, I mean, I think maybe there was probably a little, you know, obsessive compulsiveness maybe somewhere. (laughs) I'm not sure. But the more I've worked with clients and the more that I've seen other people be coached, I've realized that planning is a skill and not a personality trait. Just like so many things in coaching, there's a lot more in our lives that is just developed through practice. And it's not just a personality trait that you either have or you don't. The truth is, you get to plan your life. Your life doesn't just happen to you like our primal brains would like us to believe. Like you get to map out exactly for your life where you want to go and exactly how you want to get there. No one else can do that for you as well as you can for yourself. You get to make adjustments to that map as you encounter unforeseen obstacles Because as it turns out, it's not the obstacles that would stop you. It's your ability to adjust to them. Like, for example, if you really wanted to get to Asia from the United States and you didn't have the knowledge or know-how to do that and you attempted to drive there, once you hit the ocean, you wouldn't be like, well, that's it. The ocean's preventing me from getting to Asia, so I guess it's the ocean's fault I'll never get there. Like, no, it would be your own fault for not saying, okay, driving by car didn't work. What other options are there? Let's learn more. Let's adapt. Let's change our map and our way to accomplish this thing that we really want to do for ourselves. So it's like, even though we understand intellectually that we plan our lives and that our lives don't just happen to us, we try to plan and then we hit that ocean and we use that as evidence that planning doesn't work. Like it's the same thing in weight loss where I see someone saying, okay, I'm planning to lose weight. I'm working with you. Tell me what to do. Let's make it happen. 
And then they feel some discomfort and then they say, well, that's it. It was the discomfort's fault that I went off my plan. I guess planning doesn't work because I felt discomfort, so I'm going to quit. And again, it's like, no, you made your plan. How are you going to adjust when you encounter things that you didn't plan for? I mean, that is what planning looks like. If you want to plan your life and not let your life just happen to you, you have to very first decide what it is that you want to do with your life and understand that you will experience unforeseen obstacles. And when you do, then what's your plan? What that means is that you take charge. You take responsibility and ownership over your plan. Then there will come a significant amount of little decisions within that big decision to actually make it happen. Now, so many of us will make a decision. We will decide something that we want to do whether it's to pursue a dream or to just set a goal. And so we do that, we decide to do that, but then we don't make the little decisions within that big decision to make it happen. Like it would be like someone saying, okay, I want to make six figures in my business or I want to lose 50 pounds, but then stopping there. But just deciding things like that, it isn't dangerous to our brain because there's no specificity to it and that decision alone doesn't require any action of us. It's just an idea that sounds appealing and might generate some excitement. And so sometimes we'll take some passive action. We'll take some action that seems helpful but doesn't generate momentum because somewhere in our subconscious, we don't want to do the uncomfortable things. So then our desires and dreams and goals just go unanswered. We'll tell ourselves, I don't know how to do that, or I just don't have the resources, or I just don't have the time as a way of keeping ourselves safe by not getting outside our comfort zones. But planning something to the level that you need in order to execute is a very tedious process, and it requires you to be uncomfortable. Just think about one thing that you want, like anything in your life, whether it is a big dream or a small goal, but that just would be so awesome to have. What is your plan for getting it? It can be really telling what result you will achieve with this goal or with this dream based on how specific your plan and if things are on your calendar. When you calendar items for yourself, when you plan manageable steps in order to achieve a desired result, you are using that prefrontal cortex that knows that those items that have been planned are the things you need to do to achieve your goal. But then what happens is you get to the moment in time that you've planned something for and that primal brain goes, well, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I'd rather eat a banana split and watch Netflix. Because that primal brain lives only in the moment. The discomfort you experience in saying, I hear your brain, I know that sounds nice, but I would rather our long-term success than this momentary pleasure of not doing it, is precisely the emotional experience that moves you forward to the next part of your plan. Discomfort is the currency of success and discomfort comes when we get out of our comfort zones and do something that is difficult for us in the moment to do. But let's be very clear here. Planning to lose 50 pounds doesn't happen all at once. 
It happens one calendar item at a time, one decision made ahead of time at a time, one meal planned at a time. It looks like saying tomorrow at this time, I will put my shoes on. Next, I will walk out the door. Next, I will take one step onto the pavement and so on and so forth. Or in the case of food, you look in your fridge the night before and say tomorrow, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to eat this and this and this and whatever. People that have worked with me know that we plan what we eat 24 hours in advance. And they think in the beginning that that's just too simple. That planning 24 hours ahead of time isn't going to help me lose weight. But that is what I'm talking about when it comes to planning. It's all of the little things to accomplish the big things. Now, here's an example. Back in April, Brooke Castillo had set out the challenge to list 25 things that you wanted to accomplish before June 1st. Now, we are in the middle of this pandemic. We're in the middle of quarantine and things across the world look a little bit different and schedules have been changed and there's just a lot of changes that have been happening in the world. And so Brooke said, how great would it be if you could say that even in a pandemic and a quarantine that you were able to accomplish these 25 things that you set out for yourself? And so I myself made a list of 25 things. It was books that I had by my bed. I had a pile of books that ended up being eight total books that I wanted to finish by June 1st. It was cleaning out my garage. One of those books incidentally was Marie Kondo's book. So you know that I was going to clean up my entire house and everything in it because of that book. So those were all things that went on my list. (laughs) There were things in my business and all sorts of other miscellaneous type tasks that I had put on this list. What I did is I took everything on that list and I put every single thing on my calendar. And I'm recording this episode May 26th and I'm right on track of having completed everything that I had calendared. I never would have accomplished those goals had I not defined them and calendared them, even though most of those goals were incredibly simple. It just took some forethought, some conscious planning of saying, what do I want for myself? And then putting it on my calendar. And I can tell you that after putting it on my calendar, there were moments where I didn't want to do it, where I would have preferred to watch Netflix. But I did it anyway, because that's the relationship that I have with myself. I did what I told myself I was going to do. Now, big goals and big dreams, when they are broken down into manageable steps, they end up being incredibly simple items to complete. But that primal brain every time wants to argue and say, well, it's not that big of a deal to plan things so small. It can't make that much of a difference. So we have these goals and dreams that we only have to accomplish one very manageable step at a time, but because we think it's too simple and it won't make a difference, we don't even do it. Like, do you see how circular and backwards that is and how strange that argument is and how defeating that argument is? Like, we don't want to exert the effort now to plan because it's too much effort, but then in the moment, the deciding of it is so much more exhausting. Like, just with going to the gym in the morning. Like the night before, we might think to plan out the following day, but then just decide it's too exhausting to plan what we're going to do and that we'll just decide in the morning. But then the morning rolls around and you end up spending all this time and effort waffling in indecision over whether or not to go. And you cause a lot of suffering for yourself 
when you are spending so much time in that indecision. Now, true energy drain comes from indecision and this lack of planning. And if you ever find yourself stuck in indecision, after you finish this episode, go and listen to my episode titled uh, How to Make Decisions. It's episode nine, and that really lays out how to make decisions. But when we get to a point where we are just trying to plan our lives, our primal brain has us believing that the significantly less energy requiring action of planning is somehow too much work. (laughs) Like our brains are so funny that way. I hear it time and time again when people talk about meal planning and food when they say, oh, it's just too much work. But the real workload is in spending hours a day deciding what to eat, what to make for dinner, what to buy at the grocery store, and what foods sound good to you. Making decisions and planning actually provides so much relief. Being in indecision creates agitation and anxiousness and all sorts of negative emotions. But when you have a plan, you just get to relax through your day. This is especially true with food and when you plan ahead of time what you are going to eat. Because when it's all been decided ahead of time, just 24 hours, you allow your brain to relax from all of that mental energy you were using before. As soon as you have made a plan, whether it's for a big goal or for your weekly meals, or even just for what you're going to eat tomorrow, you set yourself up for success. Because as life happens, you will know exactly what to do because you are actually the one happening to your life and not the other way around. Many times we won't make decisions with planning because first, we think we're not sure and we don't know. Or second, because we worry about potential spontaneous changes and emergencies. So looking back to the Memorial Day example with my client, she thought she just wasn't sure and that she didn't know what to plan. But she was giving away all her power in doing that, in delegating responsibility to those outside of her. I had to remind her that she was the one in charge of planning her life. It wasn't delegated to other people. Movement forward and toward a goal doesn't come from thinking you just don't know. So if your brain is offering you that, you have to question it and say, what would this look like if I did know? What if I were the one in charge and not everyone outside of me? Now, speaking to the second reason we might not plan, if your brain says planning isn't worth it, because what if there is a spontaneous change or an emergency? You have to say, okay, well then what? Let's say that there was something along those lines. How would you be a solution finder and not delegate responsibility? Telling yourself that you don't know or that something might happen, it just burns you out and wears you down more than if you just made a plan in the first place. Now, I have a friend who says she doesn't plan because she's afraid of missing out on things. Like, what if I'm invited to something that conflicts with my plan? Or what if I miss out on some amazing food that I didn't plan for? Or what if I just miss out on spontaneity in general? And I think we fool ourselves by thinking that if we don't plan, then we won't miss out. I think that living our lives as they happen and living at the effect of our surroundings is actually what really causes us to miss out on our life. Because when you're doing that, when you are living at the effect of your life, you aren't the one creating your life. You aren't in line with your true desires when you are waiting for other people to provide you with excitement and joy. 
With planning, the ball is always in your court. And when your brain tells you otherwise, it's just trying to keep you on the couch watching Netflix alive and not exerting energy. It's never out of your hands as much as your brain might want you to believe. Learning how to plan is one of the simplest and most effective things you can do for yourself to achieve all your dreams and goals. And all it takes is deciding what those dreams and goals are, breaking them down into manageable steps and calendaring them. I promise it's that simple. If you need help planning, if you have a goal you want to accomplish and aren't sure how to plan for it, schedule a mini session with me. The link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great week, my friends. I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.